I'm Satya Nelms, and this is Our Mother's Gardens. On this show, we discuss the seeds our mother sowed in us, the ways we have grown, and how we learn to blossom. In this space, Black women that have learned to define success on their own terms share stories of their beginnings, healing, and thriving. Welcome and thank you for being a part of this community of mamas, grandmamas, aunties, sisters, cousins, daughters, and friends. Born in Cape Verde Islands and raising five beautiful souls with her partner in love, Evelise is a creative and loves connecting with other beautiful people of the world. When you hear the word mother, what do you think of? What does that word bring up for you? Mm, oh my gosh. When I hear the word mother, I think life. Mm. Wow. Um, I definitely think power too. Mm-hmm. Um, comfort. <laughs> mm-hmm. And beauty. Mm. So, life, power, comfort, and beauty. Yeah. And now, this, these associations that you have with the word mother, do you feel like that was, like, that this has been something that has been consistent for you? Or how has the how has this association or you know definition of of mother how has it evolved for you to this place where when you think of it you think of life power comfort and beauty? Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, Don't worry. Take your time. I don't know. I feel like when I was little mm-hmm. with my own mom, um, I definitely looked at her as more power mm-hmm. because I felt like, you know, I didn't really have that emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think maybe as I started getting a little bit older, mm-hmm. I saw the other things um, in her, but then especially when I became a mother myself, Mm -hmm. I think that definitely changed it for me. And becoming a mom has, I think when you don't have an easy relationship with your mom that, well, Mm -hmm. I guess the relationship maybe that you wanted in your head Mm -hmm. with your mom Mm -hmm. and then you become a mother yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely mirrors and it and it brings up a lot of emotion and questions and your own relationship with your mom you mm-hmm. know and I think we, we start understanding our mothers as more human than you know before motherhood because before motherhood it's like you you sort of understand, but after mo- motherhood, it almost it humanizes your mother a bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. So you said when you were little, you definitely saw power in your mother, in part because of 
you know, the absence of this emotional connection, what, what do you think stood in the way of that emotional connection and what kind of relationship did you want to have with your mother? I think, well, now that I'm an adult and a mother myself, I can look at my mom and I have to question what kind of relationship she had with her mom Mm. and what her mom went through. So it's always that generational thing and it's real, you know, Mm -hmm. because I think I wanted more of an emotional support with my mother, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wanted her to accept me for who I was. And that was really, really hard to get or to feel like I was getting. I know my mom loved me, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that she, she loved me, but a lot of times I felt like, um, it was more of like a control thing, Mm -hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. And she sort of saw my life one way, and I was just not that way, I guess, or didn't mm-hmm. I didn't do as she thought I should, I guess, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so that made it kind of hard, you know, mm-hmm. that made it hard, and I still think till this day there's still that thing there, and I can't. I just know, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I guess I just wanted more acceptance mm-hmm. and, and to feel more that of that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Who do you think she wanted you to be? I think coming from another country. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the first generation. No, I'm not. My children are the, are the first generation American. I was born in Cape Verde Islands. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of children of immigrants can agree mm-hmm. that there's this um, pressure almost on you, mm-hmm. you know, that your parents sacrifice and they came to from another country, didn't know the language, you know, worked the crappy jobs so you could go to college, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I think that whole thing was you get put into this um, box of what you're supposed to do. And then with with someone like me who I was like, okay, I'll go to college and become a journalist, you know. But then Mm -hmm. my real love that I really thought was just like, oh, I know I love art, but it's a little girl thing and I'll grow out of it, you know, mm-hmm. and I never grew out of being creat- creative, you know, mm-hmm. and so I dropped out of college, and of course, that was like, you know, my parents did not, see. my mom especially is very vocal about how she felt about that, you know, mm-hmm. till this day, mm-hmm. and so it was more of like she accept- expected the you know, we get here, you go to school, you graduate college, you get a, you know, you have a, a good career, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you make a good living for yourself mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, do what you love and, and happiness is as long as you're happy, you're mm-hmm. going to figure it out. Do you feel like your mom relates to you differently now that you are a mother or does she still treat you the same? 
No, I think she relates to me more now. Um, I think it took time, and I think, you know, certain decisions or a lifestyle that I chose to live, whether it's homeschooling, you know, um, selling my art or, you know, my creativity is, Mm -hmm. you know, how, what makes me happy. I think she's come around to accepting it, Mm -hmm. you know. I think it's more of like, okay, this is who she is and but I do think that there's always that part of her mm-hmm. you know that will that will probably you know always feel like well what if you know mm. she went on and went to school and did her thing and you know and I think for a lot of cultures that you know and even some Americans can agree like <laughs> it's just almost like not I don't want to say a status thing, but it, it, that's what it makes you feel like it is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, okay, she went on and became a doctor mm-hmm. and she went on and became, you know, ahead of whatever, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and it's always like, and I think naturally for a parent, when your child does something great, that's what you do, mm-hmm. you know, but I do feel like. Till this day, there's a part of her that that feels like what if, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think she's just learned to accept me as who I am today. Mm. And does she express any opinions or anything? How does she feel about the way that you mother your children? Um. She doesn't necessarily express anything in how I deal with them. Mm -hmm. I think I get, I think she feels pretty positive about that. The one thing that she definitely, both my my parents, I feel that they don't think is positive is our decision to homeschool. Mm. Because they're very, you know, they're old school. They believe in the classic, education way you know Mm -hmm. you go to school you you know you go to college after and I think it's their lack of really understanding how it works or you know I think if if anything the way the only thing that she would probably disagree would would be that Mm. okay and when you try to conjure a memory of being mothered, your earliest memory of being mothered, what memory comes up? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um... I think, I guess a, a memory I would have was we we lived in Cape Verde and I developed all these like eczema-like spots all over my body. Mm-hmm. And I was about five or six years old mm-hmm. and I had to, every night my mom had to bathe me. Every night she had to put this ointment on me, put my nightgown on and 
I had to have clean sheets. And so the next day she'd wake up, get those sheets off again, mm. you know, bathe me again, oint me, <laughs> put the clean sheets back on. And I remember even being that small, remembering um, or noticing just like, wow, that's a lot of work and she really loves me, mm. you know. And so that stuck with me throughout the years, like, you know, your mom takes care of you, mm. you know. Do you feel like you mother yourself now? I do. I do. And that took a long time to develop in myself, I think. I think I was looking for outside sources for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, like, there were things I was looking for from maybe other people, even my mom, that I had to really sit back at times and question, like, what is it that I'm looking for myself, Mm -hmm. you know? And what is it that I was missing as a little girl that I could give to myself now? And it's, I think, things like just being more patient with myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and that I don't have to be perfect that I can make mistakes, that I can learn from them, you know, and I'm human. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's something that I had to learn over the years, and I'm still not perfect at it, but it's something that I think as you get older, you just learn because you know that not everyone can give you everything you need but yourself. Mm hmm So what is a lesson that you learned either directly or indirectly um, from your mother that sticks with you? Uh, so you just want me to name one? <laughs> You can name as many as you want. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I definitely learned from her hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, She's definitely a fighter, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think most importantly, because the mother is such... I think it's the most powerful role. Mm-hmm. You know, we birth the world. We birth our sons, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that we don't, I think if you're in a really, if you have, you know, if there's a, you have a mom who's abusive to you or, you know, um, just cause that's more toxic than anything I think you really have to sort of look and say all right no no relationship is worth my peace of mind Mm -hmm. you know but I think what I've learned from my mom is that um she's made me sort of look at everybody or people with more understanding Mm -hmm. I think that people are operating from their own 
journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they can only meet you where they're at, kind of. You know, you can't... Some people can't meet you where you want you want them to meet you. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's hard. That's hard, especially when it's your mom. Mm-hmm. You know? That's hard to sort of, like, swallow because it's, it's your mom. But at the same time, I think when we look at it from a lens of, like, okay... What did she go through? Mm-hmm. What, what, what were the things that weren't taught to her? What are the things that she wasn't comfortable with, you know, being shown to her? Mm-hmm. And I think that in return, we become their teachers. And just the same as my kids become my teachers. Because mm-hmm. my kids are pointing out the things that, you know, that I got going on that, you know, I got to work on, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so my mom, I think, if anything, is that everyone's on their own journey, you know? And it's, it's, it's hard to not make it about us, but this is how they view their world, and it's their perception. Mm-hmm. And it's rarely about us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, you're right. That is, that is such a hard lesson. You know, especially with the people that you are, you know, close to people that you love dearly and want Uh to have a particular kind of relationship and to have to, to have to come to forgiveness by yourself and to have to come to understanding by yourself is challenging. Uh Yeah. 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 And we have to, I think, you know, I feel like in our generation, we have so much more at hand for us than, than our parents did. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have, you know, social media, we have people sharing quotes, we have people sharing books, we have people sharing, you know, um, podcasts you know (laughs) and so like just things that we get to that are just out there that we get to listen to that can expand our thinking our feelings or that we can relate to Mm -hmm. you know and I think back in the day for them it was just not available Mm -hmm. you know it was just like well this is the way I was raised and this is the way I'm gonna do it you know Mm -hmm. and for us I feel like we have that choice now to say like whatever generational you know, thing was going on, I'm going to try to end it here, mm-hmm. you know, or to work on that for mm-hmm. my daughter and for my sons, mm-hmm. you know. So do you think for you it was, did you have a moment where it was a conscious choice of, I am going to do things differently or has it been a process or how have you come to do things differently? Oh no, I already knew. I knew Mm -hmm. and I knew the moment I gave birth. Mm. I knew the moment I gave birth that there was no greater love that I felt than this. You know Mm. what I mean? And it's almost like you are born yourself. You're born again, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's now you're a mom, you Mm -hmm. know, and I know that the way my children look at me, mm-hmm. I know my power. Mm-hmm. I know that I can set a tone in my home. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I know that power that I carry as a woman and as as a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and by all means, I'm not perfect. There's days that I, you know, that I'm in a bad mood and I'm snapping at my kids. I don't want you to touch me. So, you know, mm-hmm. but but majority, you know, of the time, the things that I felt like I needed mm-hmm. or wanted, mm-hmm. I tried to give to them. Mm-hmm. The best way I know how, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like even the smallest thing is like, for us, like, I don't know about you, but my parents, my parents were not about to say, I'm sorry. Mm-mm. You know, and that wasn't <laughs> the way I was raised. Like they weren't going to come to me and be, I'm sorry. You know, like that mm-hmm. just did not take place. And so for me, just even in that little, like just apologizing to my kids for being a certain way. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's huge, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. what is something that you needed when you were growing up, um, when you were coming into your own that you feel like you did get from your mother? Um, I feel like she always tried to, rem- to remind me, you know, like say, for instance, if I felt you know, no, I can't, I, I don't know, I can't get up there and talk. She would remind me and say, look, you better put your head up and get up there and you better talk, mm-hmm. you know. You better hold your head high. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she she reminded me of my worthiness in her own way, mm-hmm. you know, and not to settle Mm-hmm. She reminded me of that. And as she was raising you, you know, particularly being the daughter of, you know, a mother who was an immigrant, did you have a sense, you know, the the context of race is different in every country, but from talking to, you know, friends and family members who live in other countries, it's got it got particular <laughs> nuances uh-huh. here. And so did, did your blackness, did that inform, you know, your upbringing in any way? What do you mean? Can you rephrase that sort of? Yes. Um, so how did being black, you know, being a person of color in America, how did that inform or affect the way you were mothered, if it did at all? Oh, yeah, I think, um, I think especially for, you know, being from another country and coming to America where, um, my parents, they, they just, I think for them, what they saw on TV, like, 
certain TV shows would be on, and let's just say that, you know, the family was in all the room, and then a child would be like, Mom and Dad, I hate you, and run out of the room mm-hmm. and slam the door. <laughs> My mm-hmm. parents would be like, I wish you would, you know? <laughs> I just, I, I think, I think for them it was more like, that's what they thought the American family was like, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like, mm-hmm. they could just speak disrespectfully to their parents, and, and that's the way, you know, mm-hmm. I think that, um, for my culture, it was, um, oh yeah, there's certain expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's certain, you don't talk to, you don't talk crazy, you don't, I mean, talk to your parents in, you know, whatever way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, it's hard. That's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. hard to explain, but it is, it's definitely affected the way I was mothered and, and raised mm-hmm. for sure. And so I guess extending it to your experience as you now mother your children does being black in this country and affect and inform the way that you mother your children? Yes. Hmm. Yes. And that is one of the reasons why we homeschool, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, why we want to raise them with a sense of self and who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband, you know, he was, he's very much into law and studying law in its very deep sense, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so even raising them to, you know, when you're out here, now that I have teenagers Mm -hmm. that will soon be driving, you know, that's scary to think about. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it's it it affects how you're raising your kids. You know, and so he's teaching them about their rights and what you what you should do when you're pulled over. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, we haven't had too much happen with our kids since they're homeschooled to where we feel you know that we've had to really step in in any way, but mm-hmm. yes, it does. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So as, you know, a mother of a black mother of black children, what is something you feel you have to give them for them to thrive in this world? I think the first word that comes to mind is just strength. Mm-hmm. And that I think strength has to be applied throughout your life. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So when you reflect on, you know, your experience of being mothered by your mother and your experience mothering, you know, your children and the different experiences that you've had with each of them and even reflecting on the experiences of, you know, other mothers in your in in your community and your family. What is something that you think it's important to keep in mind when you are mothering? Like if a you know, a first-time mom came to you and said, "What do I need to do <laughs> with this okay. little with this little person?" <laughs> Oh, I know, right? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think when you said that, I kind of like, I kind of knew right away. And I mm-hmm. think it's one of those things that I'm like, okay, I think what I try, I, I think what is subconsciously always in my mind is these children came through me, but they're not to me. They're mm-hmm. not mine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's hard to, I think as a parent, <laughs> to remember it always because I feel like we want to sort of mold our children into who we want them to be. Mm-hmm. And I think to a certain extent, we influence our children all we want. And it's sort of like the example of like, um, let's say for instance, okay, Oh, when I have a boy, you know, he's not going to be into this superhero thing. You know, his room's going to be this way and it's going to be, you know, I'm going to have it this way. And, you know, and then they turn three, four years old. What happens? You give in to whatever it is they like. Now you got Superman, whatever, all over and the bed sheets and all that because it's what they like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you could have had all this thing in your mind. And right away, you get these lessons of like, you know, no, they come as themselves, not what you really want them to be, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's hard to remember because it's sort of like, but I want you to really do this because I think as a mother, you feel like, but I know you better than anybody else mm-hmm. knows you. I know how you work. But a lot of times it's like, um, but they know themselves too. Mm-hmm. You need to give them the, the space to make mistakes. You know what I mean? And they are who they are. Yeah, you can sort of guide them, you know. And I think especially for me, I have a four-year-old, a six-year-old, an 11-year-old, a a 16-year-old, and I'm sorry, a 15-year-old and a a Mm 17-year-old. So I'm constantly bouncing from one world to the other and with my little ones I have to guide them more mm-hmm. you know and to be like no get this one it's better you know and then with the the oldest ones I have to sort of they kind of know what they want to do you know mm-hmm. my job is now to sort of tell you when you're doing wrong you know mm-hmm. maybe correct you a little bit but at the same time you know our kids are they're they're their own people and that's the thing we have to remember from the beginning You know, Mm -hmm. it's like they come through us, but they're not, they don't belong to us and they're, they're not us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
they have their own like you said earlier in the conversation you know Uh they're a whole world you know mothers give birth to a world and they are a whole world unto themselves and you know they know their world you know we we may think we know their world better than they they right and you know (laughs) there may be times when we have insight or perspective because of life and the life that we've lived that maybe they don't but I think Mm -hmm. ultimately you know we have to give them some credit if we've given them the tools to be introspective and you know to to know themselves exactly then you know allow them to do that and give them the space to get to know themselves right exactly exactly but I do think it's hard you know I think it's particularly challenging when you see them. It's like when you're watching a scary movie and you see the person about to like go into the place they should not be going into. And you're like, no, don't do that. Yes. Yes. And it's hard to not scream at them. Like, don't go. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It is hard. It is, it is challenging to not try to keep them from making every mistake. Um, It is. Because there's that, you know, maternal instinct to keep them from harm. Yeah, protect. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 So how do you know, like, how or how do you determine when it's time to jump in because they may get really hurt and when it's time for them to make a mistake that they need to make in order to grow? Uh I think if it's going to, I think, I think we just know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think for every situation it's different. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if I, if, you know, if you're, if I know that this thing could potentially cause you harm, Mm -hmm. you know, physically or emotionally, Spiritually, um, I have to jump in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think we just know. Mm-hmm. You got to trust your instinct and your gut of mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And then if it's something that's like, you know, well, okay, you know, you're going to learn from this, whether you, you know, you have to weigh the, those options out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's hard. I can't, um, that's really a tough thing, yeah. I think, for, for a parent, but it's, it's one of those things like you have to follow your gut feeling as a mom Mm -hmm. or as a parent, Mm -hmm. you know? Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Mother's Gardens. If you want to support the show, you can make a sustaining donation on Patreon by visiting our page, Our Mother's Gardens. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Our Mother's Gardens PC. Our Mother's Gardens is a Honey Bunch of Stinkweed production. The podcast features music produced by Pata.